Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, saints and ain'ts, welcome to another Unplugged Service JBLM podcast. Our mission at Unplugged is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ by loving God, loving people, fostering connection, and cultivating community. My name is Chaplain Kevin L. Betton Jr. Thank you for listening wherever you get your podcast. Please remember to rate our podcast, subscribe, review it, and please give us five stars. If you give us four stars, I am inclined to believe that you are a hater and the altar is open for you. And with no further delay, here is today's message from Chaplain Abram Staten. All right, here we go. Luke chapter 10, starting at, I mean, take the effects out. I feel like I'm talking, God talking to me while I'm talking at the same time, which is a good thing, but it's scaring me. Uh, Luke chapter 10, and we're going to start reading at verse 38. And if you got it, say, I got it. You don't got to say, hold up. All right, well, hold up. I'm going to give you three seconds. One second. Let's go. It's right on the screen as well. And it says, I'm reading from the NIV version, as Jesus and his disciples were on their, their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her, her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had that, that had to be made. She had came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Verse 41, Martha, Martha. Anytime in the Bible where Jesus called your name out twice, watch out. Martha, Martha. You, you ever had somebody call your name out twice? My wife one time called my name out twice. I knew I was in trouble the first time, but two times. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Verse 32, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. Somebody say better. And it will not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this day, for this opportunity to be in your presence. Lord, we pray that this word will be a life-changing word, a word that can help us, not just in this place, but as we go and live our daily lives. We ask you to bless us and keep us and protect us. In your name we pray. Everyone say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Man, it is so good to see you guys. Uh, Yes, I I was going to say something. Chaplain Benton tried to up, up me, so I'll give him back. That's no problem. Hey, this is my last Sunday here uh, at Unplug. I, I will be here next Sunday, but this will be my last uh, time preaching. Uh, and it's all going to make sense as I go through the sermon. Uh, but Unplug, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, we started this service because we were sitting in, our, um, in his house, and we were just talking and trying to figure out what can we do different. What, what people will kind of, y'all don't know the story, so I'll tell you the story. We got pushed out of the service. We, we, he got kicked out, I got fired. I'm not lying. Um, and, and, and we, and it, it wasn't because that we were doing bad stuff, but it's because we wanted more. It's because we desired to do more. So then we came together and came up with Unplugged. Now, I won't lie. We, all, we talked a lot and did a lot of stuff, and some stuff we didn't agree on. Some stuff we, we had different opinions. Some stuff we had to go, as they call it, to the tree line and have some great conversations. 
But my brother, you have been my brother from day one. I thank you. I'm so happy that we saw, we, we were able to see the finished product. And I know you guys are going to do great things, especially the new chapters that are on board. So God bless you. Now let's get into the word. All right. Um, have you seen those like uh, pictures and videos and stuff where they said there's two types of people? And they, and they give two things and they're trying to contrast with each other and then you get to see how weird the person beside you really is. We're going to do that right now. Uh, people up there saying, so which one are you? So what's going to happen? I'm going to pull up a screen and, and, and you need to have one or two. And I'm going to give you a couple seconds, but I want you to hold up which finger you are. Are you one or are you two? And here we go. So I, I didn't say yet. You guys said this will be good. Wait for me. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, text messages to red. Texts are unopened. One, two. One, two, three, go. Look at all these twos in here. I'm a one. I like you. I can't stand it. If I see that red thing, I got to click it. I see. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's do the next one. Next picture. Here we go. Uh, Pope or no Pope? No Pope. Pope or no Pope? Woo! <laughs> all right, one or two. Let me see. Let me see. One or two. One or two. Two. Woo! Some of y'all actually like Pope? What's wrong with you? You need all that stuff. Okay, okay. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. Let's do the next one. Next one. Next one. I like this one. This is the truth right here. This is the truth right here. Uh-uh. Hold it up. Don't be petty. Hold it up. Hold it up. Now, if you, if you, if, if you greedy like me, you don't care. Put up a three. It don't matter. Oh, it's just Hey, hey. And if it's three wins, boom. I give it. I don't care. As long as I'm going to pray for it, I'll take it. And the next one. Let's see the next one. Next one. Next one. Go for it. Yeah, we can make it. We 
my wife, she will fill up a car if it got a full tank. <laughs> we, bought, we bought an electric car, saved some money. She charges up her day. It got 99% battery. <laughs> I don't, okay, all right. Uh, hey, this next one I don't want you to vote. I want you to look at. I want you to look at it. I want you to vote. I want you to vote. Let's just look at it. So, so let me explain. Maybe some of you don't know the story, but we read the story. So Mary and Martha. So, so Jesus is going around, and he is healing. He's doing ministry. And what happens is uh, when Jesus is going around, uh, um, she doesn't, he doesn't have a place to live because he keeps traveling, him, him and his disciples. Because when Jesus goes, he brings the entourage with him. And so what they would do is they would go to different towns and someone would say, hey, Jesus, I'll host you. You, you can stay at, at my house. So Martha is out there. I imagine that she was looking at the window like, ooh, I think that's Jesus. Hey, Jesus, you need a place to stay? Y'all can come and stay with me. Good thing to do. It's a great thing to do to bring Jesus into your house. And so she brings Jesus and the disciples to his house. It's not like they got a text message. It's not like there's an email or a phone call to say I'm on the way. They were already there. So Martha starts to fix up the house. She got to fix food. She got to fix beds. She got to clean up. You ever, are you like me? When I know people come to the house, I got to clean like the whole house. Like, I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm nasty. Because I'm not nasty, but I don't want you to think that I'm nasty. So we're going to clean up everything before you come to the house. I mean, the closet, you can't go in the closet, though. You can't. <laughs> don't go in the closet. Leave, like, leave the closet alone because that's where the stuff is at. Anyway, and so Martha, she doesn't have that time. So she's cleaning up and doing stuff now. But her sister Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's sitting there, and Jesus is talking. There's something about when you sit at the seat, the feet of a teacher. So she's sitting there soaking up everything, but Martha is working. She invited Jesus to the house. She know it, they don't have microwave food. This, there's no processed food there. It, it takes time to cook this amount of food for people. We're talking about slow cooking for a bunch of people that they're already hungry and they're already tired. And so Martha's doing all this stuff, but Mary is up under the feet of Jesus just listening and talking. So then Martha gets mad. Martha gets mad. Yo, Jesus. This is my version of Martha. Yo, Jesus, you tripping. Why are you letting this woman sit there at your feet? Tell her to come and help me. You ever had somebody come to your house and, it's a, and they, you just had a party and you clean it up and they sitting there chilling. Sitting there chilling. You washing dishes. You got a whole week ahead of you. You do sweeping the floors. You putting up paper trash. You, you doing all this stuff. And then they come up to you and say, Yes! That's how she helped me! At least give me the option to say, nah, you're good. You can give me the option to do that. I won't say. But Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Martha's like, why are you not helping me? But Jesus said something that just blew me away. He said, Martha, Martha, you were distracted by a whole bunch of stuff. You're doing a whole bunch of stuff. You, you, you're busy. You, you're doing so much stuff that at this point, Mary has chosen well. 
She has chosen to be at the feet of the Lord rather than be busy. Who are you? Mary or Martha? Now, now, let me be clear. Mary, Martha is doing nothing wrong. Let me be 100% clear. There is nothing wrong with working for the kingdom. There is nothing wrong in giving your best. There is nothing wrong in inviting Jesus to your house and preparing a place for him. There is nothing wrong with doing stuff for God. Problem is, at that particular moment, she got too distracted. She got too involved in being busy that she missed an opportunity to be with Jesus. How many of us here today have missed out on opportunities to be with Jesus because we've been too busy? How many of us have, been, have missed on opportunities to be in the presence of God, to hear what he has to say to us, to hear what we need to hear from him, but we can't do it because we've been so busy? It's not that what Martha was doing was wrong. It's not that what Mary was doing was wrong. But at that particular time, at that particular moment, Mary chose better. Today, I want to leave you with something. That I want you to take away. I want you to choose better. Some of you right now are faced with situations. You're faced with circumstances. You're faced with a problem. You got an issue on this hand and an issue on this hand. And you're trying to figure out which one to pick. I'm telling you right now, the answer is choose. Choose better. Choose better. Look at your neighbor and say, choose better. So <coughs> you're asking me. I get it. Chapman, well, how do I choose better? Hey, some of this stuff I'm telling you now, you might want to pull your phones out. You might want to pull your notebook out. You, you might want to get some stuff down. I'm, I'm telling you, some of this stuff won't affect me. But number one, how to choose better. Number one, stop comparing. The comparison trap is a trap. Stop comparing. So Martha is up, and she's working, and she's doing this stuff, and, and she's energetic, and she's happy because Jesus at her house, and she's cooking, and she's cleaning, and she's making beds, and she's looking for sheets, and she's looking for pillowcases, and she's looking for all this stuff, and then she looks at Mary and gets an attitude. Because Mary isn't doing what I'm doing. Because Mary isn't doing what I think she should do. I, I watch you. I watch some of y'all when people were putting up their numbers. And some of y'all ones looked at some of those twos with an attitude. Some of y'all were like, you were too ill. You, you put ketchup on your fries. You only eat flax. Mm, that's why the store ain't got no more flax. Because of you. That's why. And, and, and you were looking at them. But in those pictures, there was nothing that was wrong. We live in a society that says if you don't think like I think, if you don't talk the way I talk, if you don't dress the way
distracted. Martha had an opportunity. I'm going to give you even more. The house wasn't that big. Like, it ain't like they had, like, thick walls which you couldn't hear from the other person. See, oh, I'm going to mess somebody up. Martha could have been cooking and cleaning and still hear what Jesus was saying. Right. Yeah. She could have been still doing all this and still listening, but she got distracted by all the stuff that she had to do, and then she had an attitude with Mary. Stop getting distracted. The enemy wants to distract you. Some of y'all, the enemy can't mess up with certain stuff. Some of y'all, what you watch don't bother you. They ain't how they get you. So some of y'all, it ain't the person that you come to work. So what they do is to keep you distracted. Keep you busy. Number one, stop comparing. Number two, don't get distracted. Number three, set your priorities. Don't choose work over worship. Set your priorities. Okay. Confession. Ooh, this is going to be rough. I grew up in church. Like, out the womb in church. Seriously. Like, my name is Abram. How biblical can you get? I have a twin brother. His name is Abraham. Hello. <laughs> So we grew up in church. I don't, I, I don't remember. I can count how many Sundays I've missed in my whole life. Two. I, I used to try to get sick. And, and out of those two, one of them I was in college. So they don't even count. We never missed church. And, and because my mother was the pastor and my dad was the deacon, my dad built the church with his hands. He was constantly working. That's all I saw. And then my mom, my mom was like, I need a piano player. Hey, bro, you my piano player. Piano player, get a whooping for the rest of my life. Piano player, that was an easy decision. I learned how to play piano. <laughs> I chose better. <laughs> and, and that's how I started playing. And so we were always at the church. See, some of y'all don't know what church is. I was at church Sunday morning for Sunday school. Sunday morning service. We went grab a snack, and then we had Sunday night service. Then we had Wednesday Bible class. Then we had Wednesday prayer meeting. And then on Saturday, we had choir practice. And then I had to learn how to be an usher and play and do all this other stuff. And then Sunday, we repeated all over again. And let's not have a revival. Oh, my goodness. Church for three weeks straight. My mom always had, I hope she watched this on Facebook. You always made Revival on my birthday. Always. <laughs> and so I don't know nothing but working. And so what I did was I confused work with worship. I thought that if I wasn't playing the keyboard, I wasn't worshiping God. There you go. There you go. I, I, I thought that if I wasn't at the door shaking people's hands, I thought that that was worship. I, I'm not telling y'all something that I just that I figured out like three months ago. I'm talking about this hit me like this past couple of weeks. And, and I thought that I had to be here. Y'all don't know this, and you shouldn't know this, but I got to church, I get to church every Sunday at 8 o'clock to 7. I, I, I would do it by myself. I think here at Unplug, I've only missed two services. And one because I had TDY, and the other one because my wife made me go somewhere for my birthday. That's right. And that was hard. 
That was hard. You know how hard it is to celebrate your birthday on a Sunday when you think you should be at church? It was killing me. I'm like, hmm, yeah, you want that? Yes, I, I do want that. Praise God. I tried to figure out something to do because I couldn't do it. I was just walking around doing, like, what you doing? I'm playing. Don't worry about it. I'm worshiping. Watching service. Why are you watching service online? I need to do this. I don't know. Because I'm so used to working. And I didn't set my eyes. And so what happened was everybody else. Someone said, here are my priorities. So here are my priorities right now. Number one is God. Number two is my family. Number three is church. Number four is work. And number five is everything else. I'm not telling you that's what I've been doing. I'm telling you that's what I should be doing. Let me explain. Number one is God. There's a scripture that says, can you pull the scripture? It says, Jesus replied, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Mm -hmm. Go back. Jesus said, love your God with all your, with all your, with all your, where in it does it say, make sure you show up Sunday morning and be on the praise team? Where does it say, where does it say play the piano? It, it doesn't, not that that's not important, it's just I chose to do work over worship. Some of us have been so busy that we don't set our priorities. I gotta get to this real quickly. So number one is God. God is over everything. If anybody tries to pull me away from God, they should not be in my priorities. Number two is my family. For me, my family is in this order. My wife, my kids, me, extended family, and some of my friends. I'm gonna do that one more again because some of y'all ain't catching. My wife, yeah. first priority. My kid, then me. That includes my health. That includes take, going, going to the doctor. That includes me taking my medicine. And then my extended family. And then some of my friends. And some of y'all are like, well, chap, man, you mean I ain't on the list? No, you're not. You're not my priority. Then church. When I mean my church, I don't mean the building. I mean my ministry. I mean what God has called me to do. Some of y'all, God called you to sing. Boom, there you go. Some of y'all, God called you to usher. Boom, there you go. But I should not put church before my family or before God. Am Amen. I making sense? Amen. Am I doing okay? I'm good. And so if anybody tries to pull you away from any of these priorities, they should not be your priority. And was a girl one time came up to me and she was like, hey, chap, um, you think we can go and have some coffee somewhere? Yeah, yeah, you want to talk? Yeah, I need to talk. Cool. Let me clear that with my wife. You got to ask your wife, mm -hmm. you're not a priority. You got to go. Because you're messing up my order. <laughs> you, you, you said I can't talk to my wife when last time I checked, she's my second in my priority. Make sure you set your priorities. Number one, how do you choose better? Stop comparing. Number two, don't get distracted. Number three, set your priorities. And number four, this is a big one. You gotta have balance. You must be a Mary and a Martha. I am a Martha. I am. 
I don't know what else to do. I, I, I love being a Martha. I actually came to church early today because I said it's my last time setting up and I had a good time. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. But I got to learn how to be a Mary. I got to learn how to sit at the feet of Jesus. So some of, some, of, some of the moments when I was setting up stuff, I stopped, I played some music and I just started worshiping God. I started singing some songs where it's just me and God talking. Because I'm trying to set some priorities. And, and, and some of y'all in here, you're married. Some of y'all can worship all day. You know, you'll sit at Jesus' feet all day long. I, I'm going to tell you, some of you married, you got to learn how to be a martyr. Mm -hmm. The church won't survive without martyrs. That's a fact. The, the church won't move without Martha. Man, I like this stuff. I like how this looks. Man, this is great. Man, we got a hope this don't work without Martha. Respect. You got to find balance. I, I'll prove it to you. Next, first scripture. This one says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. Mary. First thing I'm going to do is seek God. In everything, in every moment, in every place, I'm going to seek God first. Mary. Second scripture. That's also faith by itself. If it does not have works, it's dead. You heard it said like this. Faith without works is dead. If we don't have the works, if we don't have a Martha, you can't survive either. You got to be balanced. It's not that Martha was wrong. It's just at that particular moment, Mary chose better. Yeah. I'm a Martha. But sometimes, being a Martha, I overdid. And I didn't set priorities. I, I, I chose work over worship. I, I thought that I was doing something great for God, so I didn't talk to her, because I had to be at church. I, I thought that everybody who needed me and, and needed counseling, and, and they would come and they were enjoying the sermon, and, and they were enjoying everything that Chapel State had to give. I thought that that's what I was supposed to do, because I thought that was worship, which I was not spending time with God, which not spending time with God, had me to be empty, and now I'm empty coming home trying to fill her tank. This is good, and I messed up my priorities. I've been watching my daughter grow up, and she's starting to do certain things that I don't recognize. And I was like, well, when did she do that? When did she start speaking? Wait a minute, she can say, Daddy? <laughs> when did she do that? She started coming up and hugging me. Like, whoa, when, when did this happen? And it was happening the whole time. Yeah. She just had the wrong priorities. Come on, sir. So I couldn't see. Yeah. Some of y'all have been Martha's at home in your relationship. There's nothing wrong with being a Martha, but you got to take some opportunities sometimes to be a Mary with your spouse. Yeah. Be a Mary with your kids. Some, some of y'all have been Martha's at work. Work, 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 always doing, always doing, but you don't take time for either yourself. But chap, I'm not married and you got family. You got somebody who needs to be in your priority list. 
And if one thing is out of priority, it will mess up your entire life. I'm not telling you who I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Today is a confession even for me to start to get my priorities right. To realize it's my priority. God, my family, then my ministry, then work. Now sometimes, sometimes I got to be late at work. Sometimes I got to stay hard. Sometimes I'm going to have to come to church and do a little bit more. But if I got my priorities in order, it doesn't affect home. Yeah. I don't know who you are right now, but somebody in here, you, you've been trying to figure out how to make decisions, how to choose, what choices to make. I got two good decisions. What do I do? I'm telling you the answer is choose better. Choose better. So if better means I can't go hang out with the guys because I need to go home, choose better. If that means praise team to, hey, you know what, I, I can't, man, I really want to be in practice today, but I've been missing out on opportunities, choose better. You know, they, uh, they said that chapter State, you can preach for the next couple Sundays if you want to. And when this sermon hit me, I said, man, I'm going to choose better. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have not, the whole time that we have been in this service for a whole year, I have never ever sat with my wife doing service because I was a father. That's so real, sir. But today, so I'm going to choose better. That's good. I'm, I'm going to choose better. Will you stand to your feet?